Greetings, Greenhouse people, and welcome to another installment of Tech on Demand, where our goal is always to bring you tips, tricks, and information to produce your best crops ever. I'm your host, Bill Calkins, and I am happy to be joined by Dr. Todd Cavins, one of the technical services managers at Ball Horticultural and an all-around greenhouse expert who's always willing to share his knowledge and help growers succeed. So, Todd, how are things shaping up for spring production this year? Hey, you know what? It's starting off really good and strong. We got a lot of momentum coming uh, from last year that's carrying right on over. Sales and bookings look strong. Customers look impressed. Plant materials looking pretty sharp as well. Awesome. That is so good to hear. So let's go ahead and, and jump right in. We're back to talk about at-risk crops sure. and the inherent challenges with some of these crops that are commonly grown across North America. And like I've been saying, if you've been following this series, at-risk crops are often grown in just about every greenhouse, but they do tend to come under pressure from pests and diseases. So Todd's gonna join us this time to focus on a major, major crop, geraniums, with the goal of helping you grow and ship extremely high quality using some of the preventative strategies and protocols that have been developed over the years. So Todd, why don't you go ahead and share your screen and kick us off with a quick overview of the three key factors related to disease prevention that we visually organize into a triangle. And as a reminder, these are just the highlights. You can find a full overview presentation of this and a document covering at-risk crops and this disease triangle. And I'll put those links in the show notes. But Todd, why don't you take us through it um, to get us uh, get the, the, the foundation built for this talk? Yeah, I agree, Bill. Hey, yeah, we're just going to hit the really, the, the, high, the highlights uh, right quick today. And uh, um, you know, reach out to us. We can go more in depth. If you need more in depth information, we're happy to do that with you. But, um, you know, just like with any issue or, or just success or challenges, you know, it's usually not just one thing. It's usually a group of things. And let's go back and remember, for those of you who have may have gone through some horticulture or plant pathology classes, there's that plant disease triangle where you have to have the plant, you got to have the pathogen, and you got to have the right environment for that plant and pathogen to exist together. So, you know, those three things got to get come into play together for a disease to really set in and cause us problems. And unfortunately, that's sometimes pretty easy to do in the greenhouse. But, you know, a few things we can do to try to prevent some of that. If you're growing a, a plant from seed, um, you know, make sure, and it's a, one of these high-risk crops that may be susceptible to uh, seed-borne diseases, make sure that seed's tested. In our case today, we're talking about plants that can be from seed or uh, vegetative stock, either one. So. Um, you know, make sure that the company you're buying for has the stock that's indexed or tested for disease on a regular basis. Clean production facility uh, all the way up and down the supply chain from your suppliers all the way to your operation. That's critical. Well, you know, optimum plant control. Hey, a happy plant's going to be much more resilient to any pest and disease problem. And so, you know, you've got to monitor and, and control both of those. And so having a good scouting or IPM program is really critical to that as well. Cool. And I like the way you covered that in a concise way. It's a good reminder and it's something to continuously go over with your production teams. Um, don't assume that everybody understands that the way that that triangle works. And uh, that's one of those things that you can train throughout the year. So let's go ahead and get started on geraniums. This is a crop that's grown in just about every North American greenhouse. It's planted in just about every North American garden. So why don't you start by sharing some of the risk factors that are specific to geraniums. I'm pretty sure bacterial diseases are going to be on the menu (laughs) today. 
Yeah, well, there's lots of things as with any crop, right? But we're, we're going to concentrate on bacteria today. And there's a couple of reasons for that. First, just let me say, I know there's some good research out there and there's some information that some geraniums, different species, different varieties within a species or cultivars may or may not be more susceptible or more, re, uh, more resistant to some of these diseases. But for today's uh, purposes, we're gonna assume everything's susceptible because that really helps us get our mindset going and doesn't let us allow our guard to get down. So we've gotta be on top of this all the time and let's just assume every geranium, whether it's a zonal, a seed geranium, an ivy geranium, maybe even a Martha Washington or Regal geranium, we're gonna assume they're susceptible today. Um, so let's jump into those. And I, I mentioned, you know, it's gonna be bacterial that we're talking about today. And the reason why we're discussing bacteria is because for those of you who may be looking at the slide presentation today, you'll see right there, there are two bacterial diseases that are, can be problematic for geraniums and they're essentially incurable, okay? Once they get it, we're done, okay? The plants have to be tossed out and hopefully that's the only thing we have to do, but they're not curable. So it's all about prevention. So what are these bacterial diseases? The first one we're gonna talk about is Xanthomonas compestris and Pathovar pelargonii, okay? So Pathovar just means it's kind of a, a special variety of this particular bacteria and it predominantly affects uh, geranium crops, okay? So it's not the same Xanthomonas that may affect your, um, your begonias or maybe your cabbage or kale or something like that. This one's pretty specific just to begonias. Nonetheless, we need to take some of the same precautions. So what does this look like? Well, for the most part, the biggest giveaway is this is a wilting of the plant. And you're like, well, maybe I just didn't water and maybe that's true. But if you've irrigated your crop, the soil is moist and you still see wilting, especially of the lower leaves, it could be one of these bacterial diseases. Now, xanthomonas is sometimes called bacterial leaf spot. And from time to time, we do see those spots that occur. We also see a chlorotic or yellowing wedge from the edge of the surface that tends to work its way down. However, that's not always the case. That symptom is not always there. So it's one of these things that we really have to test to know for sure what it is and what we can do about it. Now, the other bacteria I wanna talk about today is Ralstonia, okay? So Ralstonium solanocerium race three biovar two. Now that can, becomes important in just a minute, but this is another bacterial wilt, okay? A lot of the same symptoms, the wilting of the lower leaves, even though the plant is well irrigated, uh, this tends to happen, especially during the heat or middle of the day, okay? Indistinguishable from Xanthomonas in many regards, um, you know, this one, don't, we don't generally see the spots. We don't see the spots or we don't see the wedging of the chlorosis on this one. So pretty much just the wilt. What you can see on both of these diseases, if you were to cut a cross section of the stem, you would start to see the, where the uh, conductive tissues of water conductive tissues of the stem, they start to get clogged up and you can see discoloration in the stem and things like that with both of these. So both a bacterial wilt. Here's the big one on Ralstonia. If you are looking at the slide, you see Federal Select Agent Program. Well, what does that mean? That means this disease is on the USDA, maybe CFIA for you folks up in Canada. It's on their radar as a 
plant pathogen that can inflict serious harm to our food crops. So with that regard, they have a law in place where they can quarantine this your crop if it is proven to be infected with this particular bacteria. So that one has a lot bigger implications. We may not just be tossing out a given plant here or there. It may be a crop destruction issue. So that's why we really got to stay on top of things and make sure we prevent these diseases, okay? So what prevention is the key here because as I said, it's not curable. So what do we do? Again, reputable sources. Yes, sometimes even the best grower can have problems, but we've got to do each one of these things to help prevent it. So for you at your operation, let's talk about sanitation, okay? I've talked, given several podcasts over sanitations and talks, if you've ever seen me in person at, at a greenhouse grower conference and things like that. So we have lots of information we can share with you on that, but get a sanitation program. Make sure the debris is picked up, that there's no soil around, okay? Those are critical. Weeds around, things like that. A lot of these pest and disease problems, they can linger in and around the greenhouse, just not on the specific crop you're looking at. With bacteria, it's really important to isolate crops, okay? So with uh, the Ralstonia being a select agent, we actually have a legal obligation to track and trace those cuttings from the farm all the way to the retail customer. So where did they come from? Which supplier did rooted them for you? You know, all those kinds of things. So it's really important that you keep your labels and identify those crops that you got in, keep them separate. If you get them from two different suppliers, two different breeders, keep those crops separate. Don't intermingle them because that can save you a lot of headache in the future. So be prepared to isolate, track and trace. Let's talk about quickly about irrigation practices. Both of these bacteria can be spread easily by splashing water or dripping from containers, okay? So we want to avoid that. Um, avoid splashing water, so overhead irrigation is dangerous. Drip irrigation would be the optimum choice. We want to avoid sub-irrigation because Ralstonia is one, uh, and Xanthomotus for that too. We can see them move uh, from, out from the soil column into the recirculating water and it can be problematic. What are your options for treatment if you do suspect this? Again, it's incurable if a plant is infected, but I would isolate. We can use some copper bactericide sprays. If you look at the literature, some are more effective than others on certain bacteria. I would get a couple of different ones, a couple of different uh, um, um, sources of copper, so to speak, and have those available. So if you do suspect it, um, it's one of those things where you could spray in and around the plants. You would isolate that, um, you know, bag those plants up, remove them from the greenhouse, get them far away um, if you do suspect a bacterial problem. Now, if it is a Ralstonia and you come back, you may need to leave those in place until a USDA inspector can give you authorization to properly dispose of that. So in addition to copper bactericides as being a, a helpful prevention tool, uh, there's some other uh, beneficial products out there. There are a lot of biological inoculants things that contain, uh, you know, microbes such as bacillus, which can help suppress this as well. So look to that, do some research on those products and find out if they're potentially, they could suppress some of these bacterial diseases for you. Excellent. That is a really good discussion. I think you, you shared uh, some of the, the, the symptoms to look for, some of the ways to uh, combat those symptoms, and really just underscoring the importance of sanitation and, uh, and, and, and uh, prevention within your yeah. greenhouse throughout the entire year um, because you really don't want to go down the path of xanthomonas or 
Ralstonia, it sounds like it can get pretty ugly. And I know that some greenhouses have had to deal with that in the past and certainly uh, uh, didn't enjoy that and, and yeah. very much like to avoid that in the future. Yeah, absolutely. I should mention, you know, there are some of the test strips that can help identify Xanthomonas or Ralstonia. You can use those absolutely. I would really encourage you though, if you do suspect these diseases to get it to a really a good qualified laboratory, that's where you're gonna get your best information. They can really not just do some, you know, and simple anecdotal uh, analysis, but they can do some DNA analysis to really prove, are we dealing with something extremely dangerous or not? Absolutely, and I think that this, uh, this episode will go very nicely hand in hand with the uh, at-risk crop uh, discussion about Hemolus begonias because it sounds like there's some similar, uh, similar challenges and similar protocols to follow. So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that one yet, I would, I would jump back and, and find the Hemolus begonias as well, since these are both crops that are pretty often, uh, pretty commonly grown. Yes. So before we wrap up this discussion of geraniums, I do want to call out a few additional resources for you to check out. First is our full set of at-risk crop guides and white papers that are available at ballseed.com slash quickculture slash production guides. You'll find videos, documents, uh, podcasts. Um, documents definitely go into a lot more detail. And I'll put that link in the show notes of this presentation. Also is the Tech On Demand podcast brought to you by Grower Talks. So in addition to episodes like this one, you're going to find a lot of other podcasts covering a range of greenhouse specific cultural and technical topics with more being added all the time. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast app, Apple, Google, Spotify, just about anywhere you find podcasts. You can find Tech On Demand or visit growertalks.com slash tech on demand and you'll find all the links there. So Todd, as always, it was a great conversation. Thank you for everything that you and the technical services team do to help growers solve challenges and deliver quality. We really appreciate it. You bet, Bill. Thanks so much. Excellent. I'm Bill Calkins with Tech On Demand, wishing you a fantastic season. Uh, take care out there. <laughs>